Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Sonny. You see Sonny here. He's uh, our latest puppy. Uh, Happy is uh, playing behind me for those that are looking to see Happy this morning. Uh, But again, remember what we're trying to do on this channel. We are trying to see if in 24 hours we could get 500 thumbs up. And if we do, we'll go out and buy both of these puppies some new toys and we will get to thank all of you. So far, honestly, we haven't been close. I think the closest we got was 310 or 312, something like that. But that's okay. We're going to keep trying. Sunny wants his toys. Happy wants her toys. So let's see what happens. First, a quick announcement. Yesterday, I was looking at the teachable course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time, and I want to shout out everyone doing the work. Uh, Yesterday, over 500, um, I don't know what you would call them, lectures, I guess, were completed. 500 lectures on a Thursday. You all are doing it. You all are learning your market, learning how to calculate yield, understanding how to build your spreadsheet. So I just wanted to congratulate you for doing over 500 lectures on a Thursday. In addition to that, obviously, I want to thank all of my experts for uh, creating the bonus content that we keep adding to the course. So thank you for that. And real quick, we have some announcements to make. Yes, more people getting their first or next deal. I want to congratulate Nikki, Addison, and Elijah. Uh, Elijah, I should have done yours yesterday, but I forgot. So you get a shout out today. So again, Elijah, Nikki, and Addison, congratulations. Your cards will go out today. When I look at the daily financial news, we must start start with the most important number of the week and the most important number of the month. And all I could say is at this point, the dominoes are falling exactly like I think they would or thought they would going forward. And if you don't know, my best case is I think we are heading into a recession kind of early next year. And more importantly, I think it is very much going to be stagflation, where we have high inflation and a slow to no growth economy, at least to begin next year. So what did we get today with the jobs number? We got abysmal 194,000 jobs created. Uh, Yes, you can argue that 300 and whatever it was, 24 were created in the private sector. What we lost was 150,000 in uh, government, but that was really a makeup for last month, so I'm not buying that argument. It was weak. It was terrible, and actually worse, worse than August. August was bad. It's hard to believe that September was worse than August. These are not good things, but... Be careful. The media will not be talking about this much going forward. They'll probably talk about it in the morning. But the talking heads are going to talk about the unemployment rate or what is more commonly called U3 by the folks who have studied economics. U3 unemployment rate is now under 
Yes, under 5%. It is actually 4.8. Unemployment rate of 4.8% in normal times would be considered full employment. For much of my career, 6% was considered full employment. Now we are at 4.8. Just in case you don't remember how bad this thing got, U3 got to over 14% at the peak of shutting down our economy. So we're, I don't know, what do you want to call it? 9% better, right? We went from 14 something to four something. So again, September jobs creation abysmal. Unemployment rate 4.8%, likely to get a lot of press. But here is my call for stagflation. What have I been telling you? Watch wages. Wages were up, let me get this right, 4.6%. Expectation was 4%. This inflation wage is real. It is building in the base of our economy and it will ripple up. The Fed is in a very, very difficult spot. They have already admitted that inflation is above their 2% or 2.5% target. All I have to say to that is, are you kidding me? Really? You're just admitting that now? But what they are also saying outside their mouth is the employment picture is not where it needs to be. This is a mistake. This is frankly a mistake that was repeated in the 60s that led to the great inflation decade of the 70s. Jerome Powell and the powers that be are repeating a cycle that was in the 60s. I don't know why they don't go back and look at it. Yes, it is over 50 years ago, but still relevant. When you focus on jobs, you let inflation run and it gets sticky. It is inelastic. It doesn't move as prices go up by as much as demand does. So inflation is real. Job growth is anemic. Wage inflation is real. Kind of the recipe for stagflation. I still believe the Fed is actually going to be forced to finally admit this and raise into the teeth of a recession, which is kind of a double whammy. These are not things that I say and feel good about, and I would look forward to being wrong, frankly. This is not, this is not a rosy picture that I see kind of April, May, June of next year. So yeah, pretty uh, just as I expected. Wheat growth, inflation, but I yeah, 4.8% for U3. Kind of crazy. So stagflation is looking more and more likely, in my opinion. So what else do we got? So I've been asked about Taiwan. Uh, uh, as you may or may not know, if you've been with the channel a long time, my wife is from Taiwan. She came here for college uh, and never left. So uh, we have been back to Taiwan half a dozen times maybe. Lots of friends and family out there. Uh, I've been there for my job as well, my uh, sales job back in the day. So I have friends there. So I've been speaking with them uh, the last three or four days. And unfortunately, what I am starting to hear from citizens of Taiwan, people that reside there, there is a growing concern that uh, America, the U.S., could let Taiwan go like Afghanistan, which sh sends shivers down my back. 
Now, if you don't know, China has been rattling the saber and all of this for forever, seemingly, at least as far back as I remember. So this is not a new thing. Taiwan is very used to this. What the folks in Taiwan, these are Taiwan citizens, are saying is they're not sure that the current administration would um, do what's required to help protect. They may choose to uh, talk instead of other things. So folks in Taiwan seem to be more nervous than before, uh, certainly than before. Um, I can't imagine China invading Taiwan. I think that could be a step towards a, a conflict, which I don't think anyone wants. But uh, yeah, people have asked me what I think, what folks in Taiwan are saying, given my history and relationships there. So I was uh, discouraged by what I, I heard coming that direction. So yeah, that was that. That's not that's not cool. Don't know if you heard this, but uh, Tesla is officially moving HQ from Palo Alto, California, to Austin, Texas. If you didn't see this coming, you weren't paying attention. Uh, Elon Musk is uh, not happy with the government of California, uh, hence he moved himself from uh, LA or Southern California to Texas. Uh, now they just announced that they're moving officially from their headquarters from California to Texas. Following Oracle, following HP, following, you know, many companies that do this. So, yes, uh, California is losing another headquarters. Yeah, what else do we got today? So, uh, another thing about inflation that is taking off is CEOs, chief executive officers, are feeling less rosy about the future. Uh, they see inflation being far stickier and non-transitory. And they are increasingly passing on increases uh, to customers. Hence, increasing inflation. The latest example could be seen in Red Bull, right? The energy drink. Uh, they have seen cost of the raw material from aluminum cans to ingredients in their drinks go up 50% year on year and 10% in the last 90 days. They are going to be raising uh, prices, which to me means that this is interesting for uh, Red Bull, Monster. What does that mean for Coke and Pepsi, right? Far larger creators of sugar water. Well, probably means they're going to have the same rise in cost and it will be passed on to consumers. Again, when you have inflation of 50% in a year, there's, no, there's very few companies that have margin that will absorb that. They are going to pass these things on to consumers. And CEOs are increasingly comfortable doing that. When this, this is important to understand. Inflation is transitory until it changes behavior. Once it changes behavior, it is entrenched. It is inelastic. Now you have CEOs admitting that they are going to increasingly be passing on cost and they are not seeing the marginal hit. It is no longer transitory. It is with us for a while. A couple other things to talk about is uh, the Biden housing plan, right? There is now going to be a vote. I think they said at the end of October, I just want to call out things that are housing related in that $3.5 trillion. As it sits right now, there's $327 billion targeted housing. First and foremost, they are looking to increase Section 8 housing vouchers by 50%. 50% of 
this sounds well let's just say it it is an, it is a good thing right as somebody who has section 8 rentals as someone who says all of the rentals can go section 8 if they have if they're the first applicant approved the problem is in lots of areas the section 8 voucher system already has a huge backlog so i ask you if there's a backlog of 100, which means 100 approved people can't find housing, what good is it if you double it from 100 to 200? You just have 200 people on a list who can't find housing, who are approved for a voucher, can't use it. We have a supply problem, not a demand problem. Everything I see coming out of the Biden administration creates demand demand we don't have a demand problem folks we have a supply problem i don't get it i don't understand it's very very frustrating as someone who again serves the section 8 market i feel bad we hear about people that have been in the voucher program for 11 months and they are one month away from losing the voucher it's tough it's rough and just simply increasing the numbers is um, might make you feel good as a politician, but somebody who is on the ground trying to do the good work, it is um, one step away from ludicrous. It is insulting how disconnected that idea is, in my opinion. In addition to doubling, or I'm sorry, not doubling, let's be fair, increasing Section 8 50%, uh, they will be looking to upzone single family to duplexes and triplexes. This is incentives for cities to do that. That will create create more units, so good. But again, they are creating tax incentives for cities because the federal administration can't get into states and cities, so they are encouraging it. And then lo and behold, they are once again creating more demand. Again, demand that I think is awesome. They are looking to have a first generation home buyer program. Right, so if you're going to be the first in your generation to buy a home, there will be incentives or tax credits or something coming to you. Again, this creates more demand in an environment where we are still short of supply. Yeah. So something you will see later today is I had an interview with my architect. If you guys know, I'm looking to create an ADU because I'm trying to do my small part in taking some of my properties that I own that make sense and adding a unit. Uh, in that conversation that comes out later today, I think it's scheduled for today, I also spring on you a brand new project where we might be building eight to 10 homes. Again, we go through that with the architect. I have one plot of land that possibly, possibly could support eight new homes. So we talk about that later today. I'm trying. I'm trying to do my part. But yeah, it is, it's insulting to see all the focus on demand in in, in low inventory and market with rising prices. Stop stoking demand. We need to work on supply. With that said, folks, it is Friday. Uh, If you want to change your financial future, remember we have courses below that are doing that every day. Uh, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time is the course I am most known for. It was the one that had 500 lectures completed yesterday. Changes lives, $2.99, all the bonus sections. But don't forget about Get Your Money Right. That is a course uh, that is only $99 that is really the foundation 
that Olivia and I started with and people are seeing that you got to get your money right in order to have that income snowball and things of that nature. So take care of yourself, folks. Have a great day. And remember, we've got 20 thumbs up already. Only 480 more to go. Yeah, you're going to get a new toy. Four, oh, we got one more. Now it's, uh, what, 479 thumbs up. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend. We will be back tomorrow at 730 for your daily financial news. Thanks.